It's season four and it's a fresh new episode series for us. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations where each week we invite guests to share their views on the world, work and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. Today's episode is hosted by Michelle Lightworker. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I have the wonderful, delightful Caroline King joining me today. Um, We're going to talk about how we can release our inner bully and I'm sure a lot more will come into the conversation as it usually does. Welcome Caroline. Thanks Michelle, I'm so happy to be here again. I always love chatting with you. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Um, It's nice to be able to capture our conversations um, like on an actual recording because they're very profound and I know you and I we just go deep we just kind of go there straight away when we're chatting yeah so it's really nice to to be able to share that with everybody else and for those of you who don't know Caroline um where have you been she's amazing she's um the owner and founder of Empowered Happiness uh she's helped thousands release negative emotions and trauma um, assisting them to transition to a more fulfilled and happy life goes without saying her work revolves around how we can empower ourselves and and be happy and feel that in in our bones Um, and and Caroline uses a a multidisciplinary approach she uh, she combines her kinesiology coaching she's got different kinds of coaching that she does mbit positive psychology and mindfulness she does tapping reiki creativity oracle cards and meditation she is a kinesiologist and an mbit coach a life coach um, positive psychology master coach a reiki master and a master lightworker practitioner um, a heart and math practitioner i'd love to um, have a bit more of a chat with you about that too because I love the HeartMath Institute. Um, she's a meditation facilitator and angel intuitive. She's also a corporate speaker and blogger and international author of the book Empowered Happiness, Discovering Bliss Beyond Depression and has co-authored many other books. And she is also the creator of the world's first kinesiology, Kinesi Cards, which allows the user to bring a bit of kinesiology easily into their daily lives. And Caroline's mission, she's on a mission to help people live a fulfilled life with real and lasting happiness and is especially passionate about helping those that have hit their rock bottom as she has personally overcome the lows and disconnectedness of depression and the anxieties and stresses associated with corporate burnout. Oh gosh, haven't we all? Um, She has studied many different healing modalities and continues to develop her skills, integrating them into her life and creating programs for her clients with the intention of empowering more people. Welcome, Caroline. Thank you. I'll probably have to shorten that a bit, don't I? <laughs> That's okay. I don't mind. It's it's really nice to actually, um, sometimes it's good to do a little one, but I I, I, I feel like you, you've just got so many things that uh, you've learned, but you're also that life learner that you you know you're saying hey but I'm I'm still learning I love that I'm, I'm very much the same I love the life learning attitude so um, I hope that inspires people to think oh you don't have to just do one thing you can keep going and you just continue to evolve in your practice right I actually just wrote a post this morning uh, I think it'll go out in the next couple of days about how most of my learning has come through my clients as much as I go and do all the book learning and all the courses, mm. it's when I'm working with somebody and I sort of think to myself, how do I, how can I go deeper with them? How can I help them? And and that's how you develop your own, I guess, techniques and your own way of working with people by pulling on everything you've learned. 
and listening to what they say. That's that's my biggest lesson, really. My biggest learnings come from that. It's so true. And my 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 understanding was whenever I like learn a tool, I had I had more um, ammunition to help somebody, more language for me to be guided by my intuition to help people because I added things to my toolkit. So it's it's actually quite exciting when you add one thing, it can actually um, really open up another language to to the other side and to our helpers to help us to help people. So it's limitless, really. It really is. Yeah. And so the other day I was really, I mean, everything that you do inspires me. So it's, it's, it's really hard to choose. But I got the tap on my shoulder um, to reach out to you when you did that post about um, releasing your inner bully. And I, I really felt like it was something well worth talking about with people so that we can gain a deeper understanding of that. Um, so just for um, people that don't know what we're talking about, do you want to give them a, just a little summary of what, what that's about? Um, the inner bully is really that voice inside our head that continually puts us down. It's the stuff that we possibly or probably don't say to anyone else, but we're constantly berating ourselves. You're not good enough. No one likes me. Um, I'm never going to amount to anything. All those, those things mm. that just bring you down. And I think what's interesting is it's an inner bully because if someone out there did it, more often than not, we walk away. But because it's in here, somehow we've we've come to the conclusion that what our brain says is the truth and it's not it's just like so that's what the inner bully is it's that, that those voices and the sentences and the movies and all those things that berate you and bring you down and make you feel disconnected from life and from the abundance of love that is out there true it, it does doesn't it when we're in that critique um, part of ourselves um I, I, I get that sense too, that there's a real disconnect from our heart space. Um, I think, I think, <clears throat> I think for me, the part of the, the bully part that has existed and, and raises its head now and again, um, I think its goal is to get my attention to do something that's better for me. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's not, it's not receiving something at that moment because it's the way it's expressing itself is quite dysfunctional. So therefore mm. it's, so that part of myself is disconnected from the heart space. So really um, there's a real, I, I guess you could say a little bit of a red flag when you hear that in a critique, anybody um, that there is an aspect, not doesn't necessarily mean, all of us is disconnected from our heart chakra. It just means that there might be one part that really needs our attention, right? Absolutely. And those voices can come from, it could be your mum or your dad or a parent saying it when you were growing up or a teacher mm. or a friend or something you see on TV at the wrong time that you, your brain is just sucked in and it's created, it's made it think that that's truth, that's your reality when it, in fact it's not. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, when you look back um, at, at how, how our parents have done things and they can look terribly dysfunctional, but they would, they would have themselves convinced that they're doing it for our high, like for our, for our better good, for the good of our 
betterment of ourselves I suppose you could say it's hard to find the words there but but that they're trying to do it for our good and I think if we if we on face value if we um you you talked about that process where you poop out of your head which I think is fantastic because if you don't get rid of the gunk and if you don't get rid of the toxic garbage that's that's sitting there and you don't release it you can't get to the truth can you you know it's hard to it's really hard do you want to talk people through what you do that little process that was quite good I like that well like I came up with it with a client so as I said most of my tools come about from working with people and I said I've got this tool this technique I'm calling pooping out of your head and she loved it and the reason I call it that is because in our physical body we eat our food body takes its nutrition and what it needs and then we poop out the rest we don't think about it it just happens in our head what can happen is we take in all the stimulus around us our experiences and what people have said to us but we don't it just stays here we don't actually release it quite often it just sort of sits in there in a big words and memories and our brain doesn't it actually doesn't operate in linear time like when we're writing a letter it actually goes all over the place that's why our brain can jump all over the place and some people struggle to fall asleep because their brain's going nuts so i've developed a technique where we actually release what's in our head so we need to take the nutrition out of it first so what i mean by the nutrition is what are the learnings what can we learn from what we want to release is there something we need to learn in here and so we take that learning and then over time when we're ready to release stuff we get a little piece we have a lot of little pieces of paper and we write down a thought or a word or a sentence or a personal, whatever you want to release out of your out of your brain. And that symbolizes the pooping. <laughs> and as you write it, you're you're actually the intention is to release it out of your head and you breathe out. And then you can tear it up and stick it into a bowl um, or dispose of it however you want. But mm-hmm. the purpose is to release it. And if it keeps coming back, then that is a sign that there is something in there that you need to mm-hmm. learn from. That's a good, that's a really good one. I like that. I like that a lot because I I find that when things swing back around and they keep swinging back around and I often refer to it as it hitting me at the back of the head all the time. um, It's something that I really need to address. Whereas I won't pay attention to negative, like they might float through and then I I don't even give them any Mm. time of day if they're not like, it's not like a repetitive thing, but yeah, you're right. When things repeat on you, that's a really good sign to, to address it at a deeper level. And, and sometimes it's a learning sometimes. And in that learning, sometimes the learning is to challenge it. How true is this thought? Mm. You know, oh, nobody likes me. You know, that might be a thought that goes through your head. Well, hang on a minute. That person likes me and that person likes me. And, that. Mm. and so you challenge that thought. How true are you? Is, is this real? Um, because at the moment, I think, especially the last couple of years, I've seen an increase in fear with mm-hmm. people and the thoughts that go through their head about what's going to happen and what can happen. Mm. And it's really challenging that fear. How true is this? Is this really going to happen? And realistically, how does it impact me right now? Mm. How does it, does it stop me doing what I want to do? Does it, does it impact how I feel? And if it does impact how I feel, why am I giving my power away to that fear? Yeah. And taking that back. So it's dissecting those thoughts that do repeat and being able to challenge them. And I think over time, that actually gives us our personal power back. Like you said, you know, those negative thoughts waft through your head. That's how mine are now. When I was going through depression, those negative thoughts were everything. They created my reality. But now I know 
I might hear them and I go, oh, that's interesting. Oh, where'd that come from? Oh, it's gone. Um, yeah. or, or straight away I'll go, really? How true is that brain? Really? Yeah. Um, and I do it with and love. I don't do it with uh, disrespect. I don't do it with pushing it down or ignoring it or yelling at it. Um, I like to say make friends with your brain, make friends with your mind and talk to it like you would a friend. Yeah, I like that. And And like the inner bully stuff, like, you know, most bullies have been bullied themselves you know um and it's about how can i what is that part of me uh might need but i, I like the pooping out of the head because like i always found growing up if i'd write something down it was it would release it it would it would make it clear how i really felt sometimes it would make it clear how ugly it was up there um but i think at the at the end of the day if you've got the intention that you want to clear keep what keep what's nourishing you um and clear out what you feel is not nourishing you um or even see it to question what you're saying question it how real is it or you know like have a chat to it um you know um do you really feel like this and you know have have a have that conversation um and why do you feel that what do you need and is it something else going on here and just having taking some time to to make buddy make the bully your buddy instead of your your nemesis um because we've all got it so if if I think if we um if it's really hurting and it's really fearful, I, I feel that's when it gets loud. Yeah, and then you can't see what's underneath it. So by writing it down, you sort of you solidify it. You're sort of giving it um, a voice, so to speak, and then you can sit there and go, "Wow, where did this come from? What's yeah. underneath this? Where did I hear this first? Or where did this belief come first? Or where where did this start?" And yeah. what do you need to to heal this part of you? So, but if it's really loud, you can't hear anything else. No, it sort of exactly. Takes, takes over. Yeah, hence the pooing. <laughs> yes. and, and like our body, it takes the nutrients. We want to take the nutrients of that, mm. you know, whatever it is, whatever we're saying to ourselves, whatever that bully is. And we know bullies always come from fear. Bullies are, are bullies because they're, they've lost their power somewhere. And they're trying to exert their power over somebody else. And that's what our brain's trying to do rather than just sitting quietly in that heart space. When we're in that heart space, personal power is just there. It's not something you have to, it just comes automatically. It's not something you have to yeah. fight for or work towards. It mm. just is. And So talking about the heart space a bit more. So you did the heart math practitioner training, did you? I've done two. So COVID was good for me. I love studying and I did one on stress release and one on trauma release. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting in that I was probably doing some of that work already anyway. It was just nice to go a little bit deeper with how they describe it. And as a person that loves science as well as spirituality, mm -hmm. I loved, I loved that they've got the scientific backing for it. And Anyone that goes to the site will know they there's definitely, I feel there's, they allude to a lot more, but they've got the science to sort of back it so that it can get some credibility. And it's a wonderful, safe way for people to reconnect with their hearts because I feel a lot of people have, I don't think you truly disconnect from your heart, but you, you may not listen to it so much. And yep. people are scared to listen to their heart because it's painful. But if you do the heart breathing, it's a really safe way for some people to start to reconnect to that, mm -hmm. that voice. Yeah. And they've done, they've done, like they have done tests, haven't they, that measure the frequency of your heart and that it affects people outside, like 
a, a distance away so people can feel you coming i think they've i think it was about three feet away i'm not sure in one somewhere around three meters but i'm sure it was three feet initially because our heart is an electromagnetic organ so it creates this energy field around us whereas the brain maybe an inch they can sort of measure away around but our heart i mean that's that's quite a distance around us so if you're in dialogue with somebody they can feel your heart it's called heart coherence it's when your heart is in a nice rhythmic breathing state and if they can feel around you then you're impacting and influencing those around you from a from a balanced perspective which is always for the highest good and you know, not getting too much into auras, but that would definitely impact their aura and our and our field of protection, I guess, without having to think I need to protect myself. You don't, I, it just does it. I would have to agree with that because I know a lot of people, you know, when you're having a bad day and you get into a, a bit of a, a rut and, and things keep going wrong, um, it's like, it's like um, something has kind of gotten in and we're in that trauma response where we're in a reaction and so what happens to our heart space when we're in trauma i believe is we tend to just like fly out of our body a bit so we're a bit more disconnected from our heart chakra and then we wonder why why am i stubbing my toe why why is somebody more cross at me than usual and things like that it's almost like it sort of snowballs on itself and i think it's because it's how powerful it is to to Mm. stay connected to your heart space and to to stay in that heart coherence um, realm because the more you are, I feel like it is a little bit like Teflon, like things just bounce off you um, or they don't come. Yeah, it's like a force field. It is a little bit like that. I kind of, yeah, I feel like sometimes I live like that, like it's I got a force field around me and I'm not even trying. I'm not trying, oh, I've got to protect myself. Oh, I'm going, you know, not that fear kind of protection stuff. Um, yeah it is and the studies they've shown is that the more you do it the more it's like muscle memory so it's like going to the gym and doing Mm -hmm. bicep curls you know the more you do bicep curls the stronger your muscle gets and if you don't do it for a while and go back your muscles will come back because there's memory in there it's the same with this heart breathing it's just breathing into your heart and out of your heart and the more you do it uh the, the stronger the field becomes and if you do find yourself in a moment where you're stubbing your toe and everyone's mean to you that instant realization of oh I can do my heart breathing and you sort of get into that space a lot quicker and I would agree with you it's just something that becomes part of your life without that fear-driven I need to protect myself it just is yeah absolutely and so since the last time I spoke with you uh was a while a little while ago um but on enlightened conversations um you're in the first season from memory uh or the second I'm, i'd have to go back and have a look was the first season i think so I, the, yeah life's a blur at the moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean i think it was so i remember i remember the um the original um artwork that we did and we had a little cream backing and i'm pretty sure you're on that one so it would have been the first one um first season and so that was in 2016 and now here we are in 2022 can you believe it so much has changed since then (laughs) i know and so what do you what would be your i guess your highlights over the last six six years that you that you people might want to know about biggest thing is that i quit my corporate job in 2017 at the end of yes huge 
yeah, to fully work in my business, which has been wonderful. Um, up until then, I've been doing both part-time. So successfully been running my business now for six years full-time. <laughs> if I can do my maths right, I was an accountant. Seemed to have lost that ability a little bit. <laughs> you got the heart math stuff going down all right, though. <laughs> And, and I think that's the thing. I think since then I've done the heart math stuff and the positive psychology stuff and MBIT stuff, which is the three brains, the head, the heart, the gut brain stuff. I'm studying something new again because I love to study. So I'm studying hypnotherapy right now, which I really love. Um, so my highlights, it's, you know, it's been a really busy six years, but I guess the biggest learning, oh, is it a learning? I guess the biggest realisation I had is that when you do the work, and I mean the real work, and this is what I did way back when I healed my depression or worked through my depression, it really translates into everything else. Because a year ago, yes. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And the way, and it pretty much is about a year ago, I'm just looking at the date, it was yeah. about, yeah, it was actually a year ago and one month. So 13 months you're, ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. You're and amazing how you've dealt with it, that. It's incredible. Do you know what? I, and I, I realized it's because of the work I did, because I just trusted, mm. I had faith. It was, you know, I looked in the mirror, something didn't look right. I went to the doctors um, and I'd been checked six months prior. So please, just as a little mm. shout out, please keep checking yourself because I'd been checked yeah. in March and they told me I was fine. Um, looked in the mirror, something didn't look right. Went to the doctors and in all honesty, I can say it, I, there was a little bit of fear there. I'm not going to lie. And when yeah, when he course. first diagnosed me, I was like, what does this Holy mean? Crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit like yeah. that. Yeah. Of but then I, went, I just went straight into gratitude mode of, oh, thank goodness mm. I looked in the mirror. Thank goodness I've got this mm. awesome surgeon who can get it, you know, get rid of it next week for me. And even the way he handled it, every single person I've had on this journey, my specialists have been wonderful. That was and crazy, I, wasn't I, it? Like you, you, it was like, like four, like four months and it was, was it, oh, sorry, six months, it was like four, four, 40 millimeters or something that it had grown or something like that. 6.8 centimeters, the cancer, 6.8. Yeah. 6.8 sorry 6.8 yeah 6.8 yeah, centimeters in, in, and they checked in six, six months prior wow and then then they were able to operate in like 11 days or something ridiculous like that wasn't it yeah he diagnosed me I went to see him on the Monday we had a whole lot of tests that Monday the following Monday he diagnosed me with breast cancer and the following Wednesday which was uh, Melbourne Cup weekend so it was the Wednesday just after Melbourne Cup I was in in hospital having surgery and you know I had my sense of humor the whole way through because that's that's yeah. me and I do have two teenage kids. Um, I didn't want to scare them too much. So we we yeah. do, you know, joke through it, but not in a way of pushing it down. We dealt with our emotions no. and my husband's been really phenomenal in terms of supporting them and me. Yeah. Um, but every, every specialist I've had has been wonderful. So I've been able to sort of navigate through with a bit of a sense of humour. My surgeon said to me a couple of times, he said, well, your, your positive attitude's amazing. Like, mm. Because I was just like, oh, yeah. That, and it's really funny because I just trust, I've just trusted the process. And, yeah. you know, since then I had the mastectomy and I went through radiation treatment, had my ovaries out, um, gone into menopause, which is awesome. Much <laughs> as <laughs> intense. Um, <laughs> um, I'm on medication for five years because of, um, because my cancer was linked to estrogen. And yeah, and then I had my gallbladder out a month ago. So it's, it's been a phenomenal 12 months 
But I guess for me, it's that realization that when you do the work, you really can navigate through everything. And people around me, I know Michelle was wonderful. Michelle accepted me exactly as I was. But there were other people that were saying, no, no, you're pushing it down. You're hiding it. You need to do this. And I kept sitting with it thinking, I, I really don't. Um, this was something that came along my journey and, I, uh, you know, along in, into my life. And I think it really was just to to remind me that when you do the work, you can navigate through anything and you know you'll be okay. Even yeah. if it had gone the other yeah. way, I knew I'd be okay eventually because my belief was so strong that yeah. life looks after us and gives us what we can handle. And it's interesting how you're able to navigate through that with when people are saying, no, you should, you know, do this or that. It's it's similar to that inner bully stuff, you know, that sort of, well, you should really, that's the, you know, I call it don't shoot on yourself, which sounds like, you know what I'm saying, but um it's, it sounds to me like you're able to because you dealt with that and you, you're not putting internalising other people's expectations of what you think they think you should do and you're going with, hang on a sec, I'm in gratitude. I just literally grew a lump in six months that, and I, the way I would look at it would be, well, th- there's something that you've healed that, that sometimes medical medically we need to have them take it out um and that's a that's okay actually that's a good thing the fact that you caught it for me that that's how I interpret it I go oh wow yeah Caroline was ready to have this released whatever it was was uh toxic and it and 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 she manifested um a very quick and easy um release on that in a very thorough way um and you know, along with that, she's also released what whatever else um, she doesn't need physically that she has sorted out energetically, which would be your ovaries and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then also then your gallbladder. Um, and I remember having a little bit of a conversation with you is that you're aware of things that you want to release around that. And I think that, that that's such great awareness and compassion to be in a space of allowing something to be removed and also knowing I ha- I do I I do want to um you know have a bit more of a deep dive on something because our body's like a hologram of our like how sorry our physical body is our physical body but we have a hologram of that energetically and sometimes I find that we work on stuff and then it wants to be physically released mm-hmm. um on a and people do the whole oh it's not spiritual it's rubbish it's it's all together and sometimes we have something removed and then we work on what is what because because we're ready to have that released but then we have other things to process so it's you know it's it's an interesting it's a very different way to look at it than bullying up on ourselves or allowing others to and i think you've touched on something really powerful there because sometimes in in the spiritual realm there is oh well you could have worked on that you could have you could have healed mm-hmm. your cancer or you could have healed your gallbladder you could have done this yeah, maybe it could have, or maybe it's just time to release this stuff. I still looked at the underlying stuff that was going on, but I also thought, well, this is ready to go. And I'm a big believer in we're multidimensional beings. We're not just this physical body. And even around us, you know, there's Eastern and Western medicine that we need to rely on. And if we can integrate it all and work out what's right for us, my without having the inner so the inner bully would have just brought me down and brought some more toxic energy into my body rather than going oh well I'm so grateful oh that's what's going on oh okay let me just clear this right now and move on and my healing like healing my physical body it heals quite well and quite fast because I have that oh okay this is what needs to happen let's do this boom 
And it's not to not take responsibility because everything I've gone through, I've done a deep dive and I've, is there anything in there? What do I need to do? What do I need? Because the gallbladder stuff, even though that just came out like a month ago, or maybe six weeks ago now, uh, that's been going on for about four or five years. Mm. You know, because I, I I could feel it. it. It wasn't stones for me. It was actually um, a gallbladder literally sort of pulsing and sort of making itself known. <laughs> so I know that these are things that have been coming up for a while. And there, there is, in all honesty, there's, there's a little bit more healing in there. And that's okay. Mm. Life sort of brings stuff around for me to go, oh, I still need to work on that. Um, yeah. That's okay. Because if we're not working on things, then I think, I don't, I don't know, the, for me... I'm always learning whether it's about me or about the world around me and that's what keeps me going and that's what keeps me feeling alive and connected to my my you know my joy and my yeah. happiness yeah and I know some like I'm, I'm a big believer anything's possible but I'm also a big believer in um like we've chosen this body in this lifetime and we kind of know where our limitations are going to get to on some level in this lifetime so we need to address those things in reality for ourselves and do the preventative measures or the, the operative measures or the for me it's it's I don't my memory hasn't been a really great like you know hereditary thing in my family so for me it's about um, making sure I have everything that I want to have available for my family photos um, any of my work whatever um, that they can access so that so that when I'm gone, that's my legacy. So I'm, or when I'm gone, like, like my, my memory starts to go and I mean, I'm 52, it could go, lots of people get early onset and I, I'm not saying that I will, but my sense is that that's, that's the thing that will probably go. So I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'm, I'm humble about that. I'm, I'm not dreading it. I've already said to Tony, what things can we do to make it fun? You know, is there a video like, 50 first dates you want to make for me <laughs> um you know and part of the reason why I want to you know do my enlightened conversations is so that I can remind myself who I am when I'm if I start to, if my memory starts to go as well so I think it's about honoring the journey and honoring you know those kind of things that I'm doing are shaping my life now and and that's not living in fear that's me saying I'm okay with that to the point where I'm preparing myself so that I don't have to worry about that. That's fantastic. I love that. And that's empowering, isn't it? That I think that's mm. coming from a, power, a place of empowerment to be able to, to know where you may be heading and to prepare yourself as much as you can to, to walk down that path and the people around you. And I think that's the key yeah. is, you know, it's going through life with a little bit of joy because we all, well, a lot of joy. I like to live my life in joy. It doesn't, doesn't mean that I'm always joyful and happy. There are definitely sad moments and we've had a couple of losses this year in, in terms of family. But it's also knowing that we can always reconnect with that joy. It doesn't go away because something happens. And, you know, I'm now faced with do I get reconstruction or not? Yeah. Um, I'm lopsided at the moment. I have one boob and mm -hmm. I have a prosthetic. And I actually joke about it because that's just me. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I think just a couple of weeks ago, I thought, you know what, whatever's happening, I'm putting it on hold. My body needs a break from surgeries. My body needs a break yeah. from hospitals. Yeah. And I'm just going to see how I go. And part of me just wants to rock the, the lopsidedness. I, I don't at the moment. I do have a prosthetic. But <laughs> part of me thought, oh, you know what? I'm proud to 
this is like my war wound. It's like, a, you know, I might get a nice yeah. tattoo over it or something. I think if we can honour who we are, yeah. I think that helps empower other people and especially our family and our kids and, and those around us who we really do impact on a daily mm. life, you know, on a daily basis, really. So yeah. I love, I've always loved what you do. And I think Enlightened Conversations is how we first met. I'm pretty sure that's, is that how we first Really? Wow, that would be really met. interesting. Gosh, that's how, see, I'm, I'm not great with the memory. So there you go. Here's, here's the, here's the, here's the reality. And if I, and if I um, played that episode, I, it, it'll probably come out in it or something. So I should have, I should have listened to it, but I haven't, yeah, I've been busy doing, um doing some other things and we had the weekend away. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's how we met. And then I started working with you on the magazine and then I, I did your beautiful Lightworker course, which is just phenomenal um I'm, I'm i always share it with my clients if they they want to course go to michelle's course um because i learned i think for me it solidified everything all that work mm. really solidified and brought everything together in a cohesive manner and with all my studies i draw on a lot of that work all the mm. time and you know i love it so i love everything that you represent and i'm really blessed that we actually connected all those years ago because even though we've never met in person which is really quite funny um, <laughs> I always say, Michelle, my friend in Queensland. Because <laughs> we haven't physically met yet, have we? I don't think. We... No, and 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 I'm heading down to Melbourne for Chrissy, and I'm hoping that we can get together so I can actually meet you. And that's a busy time of year, but if it, if it, if it happens, a bit wonderful, wonderful. It would be beautiful, but yeah, no, I I love everything you're created, creating, and can continue to create, and I think that's why I feel so aligned and love to chat with you all the time. Yeah. And it's easy um, and the conversation's always easy. We always just go straight to it. I, I just love it. Like in our little messenger things, how's it going? Oh, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, I think it's about this, blah, blah, blah. straight away. It's like there's no hmm, there's no holding back. And I, I must admit, I'm not a, I'm not much of a small talker. Like, you know, like even a, it's a bit rude, I know. But like even when I haven't spoken to people for a long time, I'm not really one to entertain the, so what's happening with you? And more, you know, hey, this is what's going on for me. Da, 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 how about you? And 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 that sort of invitation for a little bit more real, like real stuff where we really at. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not really. That's yeah. I think that's the deep the deeper connection. It's not the surface level stuff. It's knowing that we can be honest and just come together and chat and I mean even today mm. there was no preparation it was just let's just get together yeah. Michelle yeah. said she liked peeping out of your head you know my <laughs> live that I did but sure and I thought, then I thought what are we going to chat about oh well whatever happens happens because mm. like you I think my life is an open book I'm happy to share my experiences with people my ups and my downs and I say to my clients sometimes I have meltdowns I'm not perfect you know I think mm. it was about a month ago I had a total meltdown mm. uh, the difference is I think when you do this work you're aware of it so yeah. sort of say to my family, I'm having a meltdown right now. I know I'm being irrational. Just stay away from me. I'll be fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's not, it's a less of a toxic spew out as opposed to, yes, give me some space because. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm yeah. tired or whatever's come up and it just needs to come out. And who wouldn't be like, when you look at how many surgeries you've had, like your etheric body would need some time to, to just bounce back, wouldn't it? Like, since last year you've had three surgeries and then and then on top of that I also had a colonoscopy and gast gastroscopy so that that was a fourth anesthetic in there wow. so yeah so there's yep. three physical surgeries of them 
literally cutting things off me um and then yeah and then the extra anesthetic which is why I thought you know what I might just just put the um, reconstruction on hold for now and mm. I haven't made a decision either way and that's okay I may never make I yeah. may just keep floating like I am now because yeah, I'm going exactly. to use my own body fat anyway which is really cool wow so that's amazing yeah. oh my god yeah. okay well the things they can do right now that's incredible yeah, I've got quite it? a bit in my belly that's that could be re- reallocated reallocated wow <laughs> and I, I hear they're printing boobs now oh are they yes um I'm trying to think what it was but it was this this it was like a 3d printer that was able to print but I'm pretty sure it was it might have been like your own cells but I'm, I'm not 100% sure it was a, a little while ago that I saw that but yeah they, they've got all different kind of technologies like a, to think that you could kind of have a shape that you wanted um if that you know from that perspective but also still be you that 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 would be awesome as well Oh, I think I'm always in awe of technology. I, you know, mm. I'm not, I, I'm always, I love technology, not to the degree, like I, I don't want it to take over our spirituality, but I think everything goes together. I think as we evolve, we we have technology and we can use it for our benefit mm. and we can just, I think that's what life's about. It's about embracing all aspects of it. Or, yeah, like I, I said agree. Before, we're multidimensional, we're multi, we have to know that we're more than just one thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And like they've got this technology that I was researching the other day because it caught my eye and it was on, um, they, they're doing these things where um, it's very uninvasive and they take um, stem cells from your own body and they grow them over a period of four weeks and then they inject them into your knee or your where you've got need cartilage or tendon to regrow itself like there's lots of things happening it's really exciting I love it I'm I'm big on researching all these things and finding out what the hell are they doing it's amazing I think it's amazing and what's even cooler is that a lot of it comes from Australia so we've got a lot here in Australia where these medical breakthroughs come through and we're really lucky to be I think in this country for the most part I know some people may disagree Mm. <laughs> so no, lots. but you know I, I love living here and I love what Australia has to offer the world and mm. you know just embracing all of that and looking at it from the perspective of how it can enrich our lives is what we need to do and again yeah, that's coming absolutely. from a place of gratitude and optimism yeah absolutely and I think look I, I'm a big believer that when we know we know what with with regards to letting go of or accepting into our being whatever it is like whether it's a prosthetic or whether it's a real fat redistribution or a injection that regrows your stem cells or whatever I think you you got to I, I just believe trust yourself so there's no bullying about you shouldn't you should you know um um because you can you should or no, it has to feel right. I mean, we have the power. Like when I have my breast augmentation, oh gosh, it's 2012 now. That's like 10 years ago. Um, I One of my big, big, biggest things was um, whatever happens, I like I feel like they're a part of me. Like they're not going to be separate to me or anything like that. They're going to be me. So I... I was really big on that. And I know that there's a lot of, um, not a lot of people having reactions to certain um, implants that they've had. 
um, I was going through extremely intuitive process about what to choose at the time. It was like really like, and um, so I, I, and the one I chose ended up being not the one people were having reactions to, which is real, several that people are having reactions to, and in general, maybe having reactions to as well. So just even when it comes down to those choices, what's right for your body, what's right for you emotionally, physically, what feels right. Um, yeah, what hit, ticks the boxes because there's there's just different aspects of our personality that want different things, and it's about taking the time and going into those bit parts of ourselves and saying, well, what feels right for me. I love that because I think that's where we really embrace life, and we're here to live our life. We're not here to listen to everybody else's opinions on what should or shouldn't be done. When we get to go on our own journey, we get to go. Oh, I want to experience this, and I want to experience that, and I'll take a bit of that, and I'll take a bit of that, and whatever that entails, I think is wonderful. If you own who you are, that's that's when you really get to experience and enjoy life. And that's that's when the inner bully doesn't have that voice. The inner bully can't get in and say, you should do this. You should listen to this. You should. And that we know that that energy from that inner bully will, it'll deplete our energy. We know from epigenetics that our emotions impact our physical body and everything else around us. So that inner bully only depletes that part of us. Whereas if you're going with gratitude and optimism and choice and intuition and going, this is right for me and this is part of my body, I think that's I think that's what really allows us to live our life on our terms. Yeah. And if we I mean if we do have an internal fight going on, one part of us thinks we should do this, and the other part thinks we should do that, and this, but and we've got that sort of tug of war internally, it feels like we're being ripped apart. I think like for me, the best thing I can do is just go, okay, what parts of me are saying what? And just sort of try and like separate them out a bit more to get their voices clearer as to what their opinions are. So then have a campfire talk or something and just say, okay, what are you feeling? Okay, what do you want? You know, what do you need? And what are you afraid of? You know, just those general questions to each of them and just find out like what's really going on. Um, Because I don't think like we, we can reach compromise like, properly if we don't know all the facets that are making their voices known there might be some yeah. really wounded ones and they just need a little bit more love and 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 they're just scared because they don't want to go under anesthetic or something like that could be could be things like that going on um but it could be that they're, they're not blocking it but they're just scared um and so therefore resistant to something going on but I think yeah in your situation it feels just so just from what you've told me too it just feels like such a loving thing to do to give yourself a rest. Um, I know we we're joking about getting boob jobs and how how it was <laughs> how it was um, how cool it would be new set of boobs and all that and 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 to enjoy that. But at, at the at the end of the day, it, it it is all about what you feel. Yeah, what you feel right about. Like you know, is it about um, just wanting to be just wear your scars and and be okay with them? And you know, there's just all of that as well. Well, in, in six months' time, I go, no, I want a boot job. I may say that, and I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to it. And then, then it comes a question, how do they make them look the same? Because I only took one boob. You know, do I do I do both? And and by yeah. then I may, who knows, I might go on a really good health kick and lose a whole lot of weight, and then I won't have any fat to redistribute. So then I will be looking at other options. And, you know, I'm not opposed to anything right now. Yeah. All I know is right now I'm happy just to be where I am and that's to great. give myself that break. It's It feels really loving. And I think that's the thing with the inner bully. Sometimes the inner bully has a time limit on it. You need to, you mm. know, the next 
you as opposed to going, right now I'm actually cool. I'm actually okay where I'm at and I don't need to do anything right now. And whatever happens, do you know what? That's not a decision right now I have to make. It's not like when I had the mastectomy and the cancer was there. No, take the boo. I don't want to have mm. to think about, you know, that was a time-sensitive thing. But of course. sometimes there are things that aren't time-sensitive and that's okay. And I think when you were talking about those two opposing voices in your head, it's like having two little kids that you sort of need to separate mm. and go, right, what do you want and what do you That's That was the analogy I was thinking. And that's where we come to making friends with your brain. You know, listen to your brain. Don't ignore it. Don't yell at it. Don't berate yourself. You know, when we're, you know, as a parent and you're a parent as well, kids need love. And so do our thoughts in our head. They need that same love and that same understanding. And you pull them apart and you talk to them. I like the campfire analogy. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to do it like um, if if it's all, like you said, like it's chaos, you know, when you have that whole chaos thing going on and sometimes it's easier to do like, like oh what does this one want to say and then and write on a separate piece of paper what the other one wants to say just to get them pooping out of your head (laughs) having a couple of different poop streams (laughs) um but I think um at the end of the day like if we if we're if we're wanting to listen we, we find a way um and and that helps us to get to the bottom of what's really going on and then make a sound decision uh, from our from that clarity that everybody feels happy about right there might be a part of you that really wants to do job saying but I and it's like cool okay yes and then there's other parts too there's a part of me that just goes you know I've had three four operations in four anesthetics in the last year and this this is good to make sure we're going to go through this project really well pro if we do that um yeah and it's just having that sort of um lovingness and diversity and inclusion internally really isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely it's just some things don't need to be done straight away mm. and I think that's the that's the key it's just loving ourselves through through whatever life throws at us and taking one step at a time and like you said preparing for the future but also not being anxious about the future just sort of setting things up for the future but also enjoying the now the present moment because that's that's where we live life is right here and that's what the inner bully does it takes away that ability to be in the present moment because it's Mm. pulling you in different directions and that's the other reason we get we write it down is because our brain doesn't want to forget and on some level when you write it down the brain sort of goes oh you've written it down you're not going to forget it now Ah, and that's that's the other reason we write it yes if we've got a shopping list, you know, if it, we don't write it down, it just sits in our head and stresses us. Or if we're going to bed and we go, tomorrow I need to do da 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 da. If you get up and just write it down, it gives you some peace in your mind. But that's the other reason I say write it out is because your brain on some level goes, I'm not going to forget now, even if you're going to destroy it, it. It's it's allowing you to release the need to hold on to it. Exactly. And it's, it's that intention and that consciousness, isn't it, around that this is stuff that I know that isn't, I need to know, great, know it. Now I can let it go. It's not something that has to keep pulling at my apron strings. I've heard it and I'm addressing it. And um, and it's good to get it all out and um, and just, just to see how, how much power it's got in it as well. Because sometimes we go, oh, gosh, that is really dark. Or, you know, we, <laughs> I didn't realise that was there. Um, or it's like, you know, when you write something down and then, underneath it there's something more but if you hadn't have written that bit down you wouldn't have got to the bit underneath it a bit like grief if you didn't do the anger stuff you won't get to the sadness stuff so it's kind of like 
like the uh, onion, like peeling back the onion a little bit. It's like the blockage. You need to get rid of some of the poop before the rest of the poop comes through. Yeah, onion poop. I like it. Poop rings. You don't want to be constipated. You don't want to have a mind constipation. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and so um, that sounds really cool and I'm I'm really one million percent behind you and your decision on that um, just from that point of view of um, taking your time and being in the now and enjoying you know what you've got in front of you and it's and and there's also other things around you at the moment that are taking your energy I'm aware of so there's there's that as well and I think that that's a very wise decision because you're you don't want to spread yourself too thin no and and as I said I am a mum of two teenagers and you know it hasn't been an easy year you know as teenagers Mm. get older they go through their own stuff it's been there for them um Mm. you know amongst this last year my husband also had a heart attack (laughs) at Easter time Mm. so um I laugh now because he's fine I'm not laughing at the fact that he had a heart attack but you know and we lost my grandfather and my godfather it's been it has been a really um probably a really intense year in terms of Mm. emotional emotionally especially coming off the back of two years of COVID but you know, life's meant to be lived. And my grandfather, you know, he, he passed away at 95 and he had a phenomenal life. And, mm. you know, my godfather also had a phenomenal life. And, yeah, it's. I think it's just looking at what's, you know, I, I'm optimistic that next year is going to be a fantastic year. I mean, this year hasn't been a bad year. It's just been a little bit more challenging, I guess. But, again, we go back to if you do the work, you can mm. navigate through anything and you allow yourself to feel the grief or the anger, or the sadness, or whatever else comes through. It's not it's not hiding from your emotion. It's allowing yourself to go, and sometimes I do, I go, I'm really shitty today, and I just want to be shitty. All right, mm. so I'll just own that shittiness for, you know. And the funny thing is, when I own it, it doesn't last long. No, because like you stuck. allowed it, right? You just, yeah. yeah. So there's, a, there's the, yes, you do. And, 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 and when, you know, like how we're talking about the inner bully, um, if, if, if if we've got an inner bully and a lot of people have this where they're judging ourselves for having an emotional process and and, and we shouldn't be um you know you know you should be more involved than that you shouldn't be angry or you should you know you should get over it come on get on with it you pull up your socks you know get on with tough it out and all these kind of things when you when you've got that inner bully that's directly attacking the emotions or judging you for your for your emotions and you've got a double whammy because you've got the actual emotional process and then you have an in you don't have a safe space to which feel that process that can make life extremely difficult for people um and so therefore i would say to anybody listening if you have a part of yourself beating up on you for your any of your emotions then that needs to be one of the priorities you address because the emotions themselves are, are hard enough um, when we when we're going through the literally the motions the emotions um, we need to have a, a space that is that allows ourselves like you said just I'm having a shitty day or whatever and, and being able to say that and accept yourself and love yourself um, and 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 forewarn people so that they're emotionally prepared as that's great they're taking responsibility um, but yeah if we've got that part that we're just sucking it up, but we feel shitty, but, and everybody else can feel it, but they're like, what's going on with mum? You know, <laughs> whatever. Um, they know something's going on, but they can't put their finger on it because you haven't said anything. And then that makes people feel like, oh no, I'm fine. I'm fine. If, if that's what's going on. And then they're going, no, you're not like, and then they feel a bit crazy 
And that creates a situation around you where people feel a bit crazy around you because you're not being real with them, but they can feel it. Because on some level, like you said, with the heart, if they're three feet away, people can kind of feel what's really going on. So I think just for the benefit of our kids as well. I agree. And it creates that sense of dishonesty in, in some way because you're not owning your feeling. And then yeah. you know, your kids pick that up, that it's okay. You, you're sort of teaching your kids or those around you that they can't feel sad or angry or whatever it is at the time. Um, I think that's what's really powerful about it. And I, and I see so many people that come to see me and they'll feel whatever they want. And I'll go, oh, I know it's stupid, but I feel this. I go, hang on, it's not stupid mm. that you feel that. That's what you feel. It's okay to feel whatever it is, whether it, if it is jealousy or whether it is comparison or whatever, if you can sit in and go, hang on, I feel jealous of that person. Mm. Then let's, let's go through that. Why do you feel jealous of that person? What's, what's, because then you can actually heal it as opposed to it always being there. Or I feel guilty because of, well, hang on a minute, let's look at the guilt, you know, or, you know, the, the big, one of the biggest bullies I think is hindsight. I find hindsight a really mm. interesting one because people go, well, I should have known better back then. I shouldn't have done that hang on a minute, you did the best you could then. You're now, you know, three months, six months, two years, five years ahead of that person you were then. Don't berate that poor person, that part of you that didn't know. Hindsight is a great lesson, but it's not something we get stuck in and start to judge ourselves because we should have known better back then. We were a different yeah. person then. And that's one yeah. of the bullies that can be really loud. I shouldn't know. Well, especially, should, especially when we've done work on building our intuition and and then we don't see something coming and I see a lot of people critical about that and I'm I'm of the mind of we have to walk through certain lessons and we are not going to be shown everything that's going to happen to us before it happens to us otherwise we wouldn't basically eradicate the the learning journey of that that situation if we knew that what was going to happen we just wouldn't have walked the journey so then we wouldn't have learned the journey so I think yes um I did not know breast cancer was coming into my life at all not even I didn't even have an inkling that cancer was part of my journey yeah and that's okay I'm glad that I I didn't need to know it Mm. you navigated it it so brilliantly and and so yeah I agree we don't always need to know everything and I say this to people all the time I look at where I was 10 years ago and 10 years ago almost to the day I hit my rock bottom with depression and I could not have if 10 the, the person who I was 10 years ago could not imagine where I am today mm, and right. if I had seen where I am today I don't know how I would have coped I probably would have thought no nah, it's too hard I'm out of here <laughs> I would have yeah. you know even oh, I can't get there how can I get there yeah. we and I say to clients all the time or people you, you don't know where you're going to be in five years time you don't know where mm. you're going to be in 10 years times enjoy the journey right now Yes, have a bit of awareness of what's going on. I'm not saying be oblivious to what's going on, but Mm. we don't have to know everything. I think that's part of what makes life so exciting. I agree. And and I would encourage anybody who's, you know, building their intuition and and things like that to take, I guess, the fear out of living life out of the motivator to build your intuition. intuition is not going to tell you what's coming for your highest good every time before you walk it and that would be ripping you off so your intuition wouldn't be doing the right thing if it did that so it will tell you the things you need to know and and to trust that 100 percent that it will tell you when you need to know something you will feel it and you're not wrong if you walk through something 
that you look back and go, Blind Freddy would have saw, seen that. Why didn't I see it? Um, you're just, you just needed to walk through it and you needed to walk through it blind for whatever reason so that you could then have the lesson and, and then that experience, it could be a million different reasons why. It could be to prevent someone else, to teach somebody else about it. It could be, um, you know, to, you know, the right thing said to the right person at the right time. It could be to teach you something else that you needed to build on for a strength or to, to feel to say we need to work on this area of our there's so many things you, you know we don't know um so yeah lifelong learning I love I love that and not beating up on ourselves for not knowing everything that we should know should have known would it should have would it could it apps and that's the inner bully that's the other I think that's a really good spiritual inner bully that I should have known this my intuition should have told me this I should have been able to heal this whatever it is that that bully yep. it doesn't come from love yeah the bully That's doesn't come this... from love. And I think we just yeah. need to show ourselves some more love to, to be able to navigate through it. And the bully loses their power. Like like the bullies out there, they lose their power mm. when you don't, I mean, if you shower them with love mm. from your heart space, that sort of, it puts you in a different space and it doesn't affect yeah. you in the same way. Yeah, you, know, you could spend your time watching the news and being fearful of everything that could possibly happen around the world or the news or whatever, wherever you get your information from. Or you could just yeah. go, you know what? I like where I'm living right now. I love the people around me. I'm just going to keep doing me. Mm, yeah. And and that's a beautiful way to walk through the world, to really be in that gratitude of what we have right now. Um, the world is never perfect um, and won't. it's always in its own process. So we can get caught up in the judgment of the world. And I think it's really important to take our power back and go, what have I created? What am I living and am I living it how I want to live it? And there's more than enough hours in the day for me to be focusing on that, let alone judging how the, how the rest of the world is. So, judging, yeah. There's no point judging anyone else for what they do or, in, or how the world's going. It just mm. takes away your, your, it takes away your peace in the moment. Yeah, it totally does. And there's a lot of that at the moment. So it's uh, probably a lot of people who need to listen to this one. <laughs> yes, judgment is something. I remember someone saying to me, oh, everyone has an opinion about everything. I really don't have an opinion. I'm not attached to this or that. I'm just really not attached to it because it's just, it's not important enough for me in my life. And it's not to dismiss what's going on, but I don't always have an opinion about stuff yeah. because, you know, you could look at the political thing in the US and, you know, whether it's Trump or not Trump, you know, okay, I did. it's not impacting me right now. I don't need to spend I don't I don't need to expend my energy on thinking about other things right now when I can be doing it on something else that nice feeds me, of, you know feeds me brings me yeah. joy allows me to help other people or for my family or whatever else that's where I choose to put my energy and it's okay yeah. if others choose to put their energy somewhere else as well that's okay yeah. too yeah absolutely and my opinion is everything's meant to be that's happening for whatever reason, whether it's a reflection of the consciousness of the day and people need to be more conscious of what that is. Um, and they're making choices based on that. That's just a, a reflection of the, the democratic process and who people are choosing or, or tolerating as, as it would happen in some countries. And that's, it doesn't make what's happening good or bad. It just makes it a work in progress and we all a work in progress. So um yeah. As, and I think the more we are able to 
acknowledge that for ourselves uh, that we are all a work in progress and that's a good thing um, yes. rather than a, oh yes. dear, oh dear, a work in progress. No, no, it's a good thing. Then we're not, we're yeah. less likely to do it to the rest of the world and be judging them um, for, yeah. for being a work in progress too, that inner bully is less externalised and... Uh, that's it. And if know. we all sit in our own heart, if we're if more of us are in heart coherence, if more of us are connected to our heart space, and that ripples out. Imagine the ripple effect that that has. That yep. you know, we talked before about how when you're in heart coherence, it impacts the person next to you. If more people were in that, and I think HeartMath have actually done some studies on this, but mm. the more we do that, the more impact we have. And I know there's lots of studies out there about meditations and how they've decreased crime in places when they've done a whole lot of meditations and all of that. I yep. like to sit in the space of if I can raise my vibration to just work with me and my heart space then I'm, it, the ripple effect will be it'll just come out and you know people like you as well who just spread that love it can't not have an impact it will have an impact just because and that's I guess for me that's where I, I love to sit it just it makes me feel happy you know it brings about joy and I can see it, it the people around me benefit from it and that benefit ripples out Oh, it totally does. And it's tangible. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Well, where can people find you just so that you can uh, make sure that if people want to get in touch, they've got your details. Um, they can go to my website, empoweredhappiness.com. I'm also on Instagram, empowered.happiness. And I'm on Facebook. Um, you can Google uh, on Facebook for Empowered Happiness. And I also have a Facebook group and I do have a YouTube channel as well. So there's heaps of information out there. I'm also on Insight Timer, actually, if you want some free meditations. So what is heaps it? Of ways. Insight Timer is a meditation oh. app where I upload free meditations. Wow. Um, it's a global app, yeah. I like to give I like to give back. So when I can, I give out and uh, and I love to, you know, I'm always questioning myself and I say to people, you know, I might say this today and tomorrow it might be different because my awareness has shifted. Yeah. And that's okay. Just this is where I'm at at the moment. I just want to inspire people and empower people. And I also do that to myself while I do that. So <laughs> it's a bit yeah, of everything. Yeah, I know. On. Yeah, we do, don't we? Like it, this is the truth. As we embrace the inner bully, we obviously affect the world, but we also affect ourselves and connect more with our heart space and um, heal ourselves. So it was so beautiful having you on the show. Um, Thank you so, so beautiful, much. So beautiful and so lovely to be able to share this wisdom with the the greater community i really appreciate you taking the time caroline i know you've been really busy and things have been happening so thank you so much for hopping on so for me always love chatting with you michelle and always got time for you and if anyone has any questions feel free to reach out <laughs> yeah absolutely it's a wonderful woman okay well, well thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you next time <laughs>